You're listening to Give Me the Bible with Len. Today's topic is entitled Persistence. Hello my radio friends, I'm pleased you have chosen to tune in and hear another program in the series, Give Me the Bible. Today I want to share two Bible stories and one parable about people who were persistent and eventually received what they asked for. One is about an Old Testament patriarch, Jacob. The others are from the New Testament first of these is about the Canaanite woman and then the parable about the persistent widow. The aim of sharing with you these stories is that you too will prevail with God. Story 1. Jacob was the second brother of twins. His father was Isaac and his grandfather was Abraham. While still relatively a young man, Jacob tricked his father Isaac into giving him a blessing instead of to the firstborn son, Esau. His brother Esau became very angry about what happened. So before Esau could harm him, Jacob fled for his life, escaping to Paddan Aram where some of his maternal relatives lived. There he met his uncle Laban, who had two beautiful unmarried daughters. Jacob fell in love with the younger daughter, Rachel, and agreed to work for his uncle as a herdsman for seven years in order to marry her. The Bible records in Genesis chapter 29 verse 20, so Jacob served seven years as to get Rachel, but they seemed like only a few days to him because of his love to her, for her. The wedding night came, and when the festivities were finished, Jacob took his new wife to his tent and did what most newlyweds do. In the morning, he discovered his new wife was Rachel's older sister, Leah. Oops, he'd been tricked by his uncle. Later, he married Rachel and so had two wives. But he loved Rachel the more. He also had children from his wives to handmaids. Jacob worked for his uncle Laban for seven more years. By this time, Jacob had children and wanted to go back to his home country. He made an agreement with Laban that he would keep all the spotted, striped and speckled lambs, sheep and goats, while Laban would have the plain ones. Soon Jacob became, as it says in Genesis 30 verse 43, exceedingly prosperous and came to his own large flocks and maidservants and men servants 
and camels and donkeys. But there was a problem about going back home. It was his twin brother Esau who wanted to get even with Jacob for what happened so long ago. Esau had heard that Jacob was coming with his family and servants and flocks, so he set out with four hundred probably armed men to meet his brother. Jacob heard that Esau was approaching, so he prepared a gift of many animals to go on ahead to give to Esau. That night, just before the two brothers were to meet up, Jacob could not sleep. He sent all his wives and families across to the other side of the Jabbok River, while he remained behind. That night a man appeared and wrestled with Jacob. Genesis 32 verses 24 to 26 say, So Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of his hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, Let me go, for it's daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Who was this man out of nowhere? Verses 27 to 30 provide the clues. The man said Jacob would from then on be called Israel because he had struggled with God and men. And in verse 30, Jacob named that place Peniel because, as he said, it is because I saw God face to face and yet my life was spared. Many Bible scholars believe it was Jesus who visited Jacob and Jesus who blessed him. Thereafter, Jacob was reminded of that time when he persisted with the Lord and would not give up because, most probably, he walked with a limp. And my friends, when we persist with God, when we persist in believing and following him and persist in praying to him, he will answer and bless us. But within that blessing, we may not have everything exactly our way. We may, as it were, walk with a limp, yet we will be blessed by the Lord. My friends, never give up with God. The second story today is about Jesus and the Canaanite woman. It's found in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 15 and Mark chapter 7. We'll follow the story from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 15, starting from verse 21. It says, Then Jesus went out from there, and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. 
my daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Ah, send her away, for she cries after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. The Jews, including the disciples, regarded the Canaanites as a despised race. They'd have nothing to do with them and even consider themselves polluted by being in their country. But Jesus was not racially prejudiced, and he wanted his disciples to also realise that everyone is valuable in God's sight. At first he pretended to ignore the woman with the devil-possessed daughter, but she persisted. Then Jesus spoke, saying that he was sent to the Israelites, not the Canaanites, and in effect likened the foreigners to dogs. But, not deterred by this apparent insult, she explained how even the dogs are prepared to pick up fallen crumbs from the floor. In other words, what she was saying was that she was prepared to accept help even if it was unwillingly given. And that did it. Jesus was extremely impressed and granted her wish. He healed her daughter. This woman persisted, although she was apparently rebuffed three times. Jesus healed her daughter. Her request was granted. But had she not persisted, probably nothing would have happened. Now this story has elements in it that can apply to your life and mine. The first thing is that she was a woman. Back then, when Jesus walked the earth, women had no status in society. Their opinions did not count, and they had almost no rights. Any Jewish leader regarded them with disdain and with about the same regard as they would a donkey, except that they were good to do housework and to bear children. Thankfully, social values have changed. But the point is that the woman had no rights to ask any rabbi for any favours. Yet, she, because of her great need, was bold enough to approach Jesus for help. Some of you may have a sense of worthlessness. You may recognise that you are a sinner 
and you may suppose that God has no time for you. But that idea is wrong. God loves everyone, despite what they are and what they have done. And that, my friends, includes you. Now, the second point was that the woman was a foreigner. Jews regarded foreigners as second or third class citizens. To the conservative Jew, to even step on foreign soil supposedly contaminated them. The disciples had to learn that with the Lord, race, sex and social status does not count. His love and forgiveness is for everybody. It does not matter who or what you are. God has given you the right and the privilege to approach him with what is on your heart. Now a third thing. When the woman asked Jesus for help, he apparently ignored her, although he heard her quite well. When we place our request to the Lord, we may think that he's not interested or is too busy to deal with our petty problems. My friends, that is not so. Sometimes God must wait so that we can realize that he knows best. Sometimes immediate action may not be the best solution. However, when we ask for forgiveness for our sins and stupidity, he's willing to forgive us straight away. From the moment you admit your wrongdoings to God and ask for forgiveness, you have it. Your record is wiped clean. Your sins are no longer accounted to you. You are as if you had never sinned. We're going to stop here and have a break, and we'll go on with the next story straight afterwards.
Before I share with you the third story, there's something else that I'd like to share with you about this Canaanite woman. Jesus commended her for her faith, that her daughter would be healed, and he commended her for her persistence. Now, I've had prayers for God's help answered immediately. Others took a little longer. And I've been praying for a period of more than 20 years for someone I love dearly, hoping that they will come to the Lord. Do you think I intend to stop praying for them? No. That is, not until they either accept the salvation freely given for them, or until when I cannot pray any more. Jacob persisted. The Canaanite woman persisted, and we can persist. If something means a lot to you, keep praying that God will answer your prayers, even if it takes many years. The third story is a parable told by Jesus to illustrate the point of what I've been sharing with you today about persistence, that we should always pray and not be discouraged. The story is found in Luke 18 and the first eight verses. I'll read to you from the clear word, a paraphrase version of the Bible. Jesus said, In a certain town was a judge who had no respect for God and didn't care much for people. In that same town there was a widow who repeatedly went to the judge and pleaded with him, Please settle my case justly and don't let my enemies take what rightfully belongs to me. For a long time the judge refused to hear the case. But after a while he said to himself, huh, Even though I have no fear of God and I don't care much about other people's problems, in order to get this woman off my back, 
Next time she comes, I will settle this case once and for all before she wears me out. In verses 7 and 8, Jesus explained. He said, Now, let me ask you, do you think that God is like this wicked judge? Do you think he won't do anything for his people until they plead with him so much that he has to do something just to stop them from bothering him? I want to tell you that even though God sometimes seems to wait before he answers, he is eager to answer as quickly as possible. He will restore what rightfully belongs to his people. But the real question is this. When God comes to set up his kingdom, how many people will he find who have faith in him? So then, why would anyone keep persisting with God, asking him over and over to help sort out their problems? It's because they believe that God can and will. They place their trust in him. They believe what Jesus stated, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And that's from Matthew 19, verse 26. Now finally, here's another story, a different one. Once upon a time, there was a donkey. It was a stupid, stubborn old donkey, and even the farmer who owned it didn't like him. The farmer owned a large property, and one day he heard in the distance the loud, distinctive ee-aw, ee-aw of the donkey. He wondered what the stupid old donkey had done now. So he looked all around his property until at last he found the animal at the bottom of an old abandoned well. Exasperated, the farmer rang his neighbours and asked them each to bring a shovel. He'd had enough of the stupid donkey, so he decided to bury it in the well. All of his friends came over and together they started to shovel dirt into the well. At first the donkey protested loudly, braying with all of his might. But after about ten minutes he stopped. The farmers kept shoveling. After a while someone decided to have a look into the well to see what had happened to the donkey. What they saw astonished them. Instead of being buried, the donkey would dodge the incoming dirt, standing on the ever-increasing mound. Now the mission changed, and the farmers went from trying to bury the donkey to trying to save him, shoveling more and more dirt into the abandoned well until... He jumped out of the top, victorious. Upon his release, the farmers all dropped their shovels and applauded the stubborn old beast with a newfound admiration. You know, there are times in life when it seems as though we are that stupid donkey, trapped 
and feeling as though life is trying to bury us. But don't go under. Instead, continue to find a way to overcome your challenges one at a time until you too emerge victorious. Trust in God. And if there are times you feel like you are that donkey and that God is the farmer, don't you give up, my friends. Never give up on God. He cares for you intensely and passionately and he wants to give you what is for your best. Persistence pays. Well, that's it for today. Why don't you join me next week for more from God's holy word, the Bible. And until then, I wish you peace and joy and lots of persistence in prayer.